0: Alright, we're back. This is your host Rob Marsh. Listen to the Rims and S podcast, episode 43, segment 2. Alright, I don't know if you hear in the background, but I am just put on a um, game on ESPN. It's the Heat versus the Hornets. As you know me, I gotta kind of multitask a little bit because this is a pretty good game. Charlotte's 4-1 on the year. Right now, the Heat are getting the best out of them right now. It's in the fourth quarter, about six minutes to go. Miami up by 10. I mean, you know Miami, they did a good job of like rebuilding their team in the offseason. Got Kyle Lowry from the Raptors. Obviously, they have Jimmy Butler, Bam Bayou, So they got a very really good squad. So, had to tune into this one. But anyways, let's get back to what we was talking about. We um, left off with talking about the Celtics and their their crazy issues, but hopefully they can turn it around. Gordon Hayward made a nice shot. They cut it to eight, so if anyone's watching, that obviously you, all, you guys are going to hear the replay. It's not a live stream, so you're going to hear the replay. Probably. Ooh. Okay, Gordon Hayward. Okay, G. I still like to see Gordon Hayward do well. I mean, he still assaulted to me, even though he, you know, didn't have his best stint here, but still thought he was a good player in Utah. I wish he would have had that same success in, in Boston, but he didn't. Hopefully he does well in Charlotte. But, anyways, in the East, I, let's take a look at the probably the contenders that come into the season. As far as I know, obviously we all know who the top contenders are. Brooklyn Nets. E went out Kyrie Irving. I'm just going to leave it at that. And the other Milwaukee Bucks. The defending champs. You know, Greek Freak, obviously the MVP. um, The most unstoppable force out there. He's probably what LeBron James was a couple years ago. Just an unstoppable force. Lives in the lane. Has the longest strides in the world. And... I mean he got a good team. He's got a good team. They got they kinda did a good job of rebuilding the bench. Um got Grayson Allen, which is kind of a sleeper guy that helps them out. I think he was playing on the Grizzlies before, I think. Um they still have Chris Middleton. They still have Drew Holiday. So as much as they lost a lot of the guys from that championship team, they still was able to get a lot of guys back that, you know, were definitely Important, like Connington and George Hill. So they, they look; they still look good. But you know, I would have to say, like the the team that we're watching right now, the Hornets. The Hornets have been impressive early on in the year. They're four and one. I don't really think they're a contender, though. I think the the team they're playing right now, the Heat. I think they're more of a contender than they are. But the Hornets should be a playoff team this year. They're gonna be a playoff team. I think they're gonna be well improved from last year. But I, I mean as far as I go, I got Nets, I got Bucks, I got the Heat, and I got the Hawks. Those are my top four teams in the East that I think pretty much in that order will probably be the top four seeds, I think, come playoff time. Um let's switch out to the West. I mean I don't really have that much notes on that. But the West, obviously the Lakers, I mean, they're stacked with Westbrook. That might have been the best offseason addition. You got Carmelo Anthony coming there as well. Anthony Davis, LeBron. I mean, how can you like rule against Lakers with that roster? They're stacked. As you would expect out of LeBron-driven, laden team. I'm not going to say any more because I just know LeBron always has to stack his teams. I mean, I know I'm a Celtic fan <laughs> as I say that. You know, we we have our disdain for LeBron James here. But um Lakers look good. I can't, I can't knock them. I think they're number one in the West. Right now, the Jazz look good right now. They're 4-0. I like the Jazz as well. It's probably the number two team. They were the best team last year. They had the best record last year. So I still think they're right up there with the Lakers. Um, I don't know, I'm just trying to just think what would be contenders. Portland, I think Portland's a good team. I don't think they're, like, top four, but I think they're going to be up there. Damian Lillard, I still think he's the best guard out there. No one's not stopping him when it comes down to, you know, him being an isolation player. He's he's just a stud. Um... Because then is it going to be enough? Um, The Warriors. That's the team I think might be back. You got a 4-1 start. Klay Thompson's back. Steph Curry. The Splash Brothers are pretty much back and healthy. I think the Warriors will, will definitely be right up there. With the Lakers and... You know, all the other contenders in the West. Um... Let me just uh just quickly give my standings up real quick cuz I wasn't able to really deep dive on this one but uh if you look at the west I mean Luka Doncic with the Mavs 3 and 1 not bad the T-Wolves 3 and 1 I don't know about that I don't know if that's going to hold up but I think the Nuggets, Nuggets are 2-2 two and two right now. But the Nuggets are, they're really, uh, um, I mean, they got the MVP, Luke, uh, Jokic. I forgot to say, the the MVP wasn't Greek Freak. It was That was the year before. The, the MVP last year was Nicole Jokic. I know, like, I'm just trying to uh, pretty much bring back stuff from last year to just, you know, speak on certain things that I didn't speak on. But how about Jokic last year as the MVP, man? That was a surprise to me, at I thought it was going to go to Embiid, but Embiid got hurt, and he was out for like 20-something games, and that's probably the reason why they went with Jokic. But if Embiid was healthy, it should have been Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid was a stud last year. But uh, I like the Nuggets up there with the Lakers. The Suns obviously having a slow start, but I think think the Suns will – I mean, I know they had a great season last year, but I think they're going to come back to Earth this year as, like, a team that's still young. You know what I'm saying? They're still young. Aiton's young. Booker's young. They're still young rising stars, but I don't really think um, with a West that's pretty stacked this year, I just think um, the Suns are going to have a more tougher year this year. They're not going to have the run that they had. Um. Yeah, just I just think they're gonna, have, they're gonna have a tough year this time around. I think there'll be a little bit more of a 500 to maybe a team that might win, might win 48 games, 47 games. Um, the Clippers. They're one and three right now, but I think the Clippers will turn it around. They're too good with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Isn't it not funny that a lot of these teams that like are like you got the Lakers. you got the Clippers. A lot of these teams that you expect to be up top, they're having slow starts. And that tends to be the case with the Celtics, too. The Celtics have a slow start as well, and they're expected to be a high-level team, too. The Bucks are 3-2. The Sixers are 3-2. Um, I'm not going to speak about the Ben Simmons issue. I think the Ben Simmons issue, is, it's crazy. Um, just as much as the Kyrie Irving um, issue is crazy, but I think with Ben Simmons... Um, it's tough to trade Ben Simmons because he just, you know, everyone knows what his weakness is. And now he's more of a, you know, a guy that's going to, you know, going to hold out and not play games for his team and not be professional. I mean, that puts a really a damper on the guy that the Sixers would want to trade him to. I still think he's a good piece. I think he'll be an asset to any team that he would go to, but... Still, it's still going to, like, disrupt your spacing if you want to play a spaced out. If you want to be a spaced out team that wants to spread the floor with five shooters, you can't do that with Ben Simmons on the floor. And then sometimes you have to take him out of games because his free throw shooting is poor. So it's, like, a lot of things with him that's good and there's a lot of things with him that's bad is why his trading, his trade stock is, is kind of up and down. Like, he has have to be the perfect team that can truly compliment him. But I'm I'm pretty sure the Sixers will move him when it comes down to trading deadline time. I think eventually a team that might be a, maybe a Hornets or Wizards that are up there. The Bulls. Nah, nah. That's a pretty. Nah, that that would be one team I would say no. The Bulls cannot have Ben Simmons. Because they already have Lonzo Ball anyways. Lonzo Ball is a similar player. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't think the Bulls would want to go after Ben Simmons, but I would say maybe Wizards, maybe Hornets, maybe Knicks might go after him. Um, I don't know, maybe Cabs. Cabs are three and two right now. Hawks. Don't worry out the Hawks? All right, that's the Nets are two and three two. Like what? The, what is going on, bro? These teams literally just like just. These these good teams want to just fall asleep in games, bro. It's a, it's pretty crazy to say the least. But um, but yeah, just those are my thoughts on on the contenders. But I would have to say, already named me the top four in the West and my top four in the excuse me, my top already named my top four in the East. But my top four in the West is Lakers, Jazz, Warriors. And take your pick. It's kind of like tough, that fourth team. I would say maybe Nuggets. But Wiggs is a right back up there again from a team that was kind of bad last year. Well, they were bad last year. Now they're like, they weren't bad. They made it to like the playing game. But now they're definitely at a position where they can truly win now that they have Clay Thompson back. So that's definitely going to help them out a lot. They'll be right up there in the West because of it. All right. So let's, you know, to end the show, it's been a long show, almost an hour or so. Let's get into some college football picks. Um, this is probably going to be my, probably do this every, every show or every, I'm going to try to like put out a podcast every week. I'm going to try to, I don't know. Don't hold me to it. Do not hold me to it because I might not. But, like um it at least every two weeks, at least every two weeks, um it could be like it was those um last year where it was like every month or so, I think I'm gonna try to stick to every two weeks, um, but for right now, college football picks, I know this is not like supposed to be what I cover, but um, this is something I'm gonna do for the college football season. Once it's called super season, old, it should be strictly basketball. There's going to be a lot going on once the high school basketball season starts. So high school basketball season should start fairly soon, like maybe in a month from now or end of November. It usually happens after Thanksgiving. After the Thanksgiving game, you know, usually that's when the winter season starts. Um, I say Thanksgiving games. So I'm thinking about, you know, you know, high school football and stuff like that. They have Thanksgiving Day games, so after those Thanksgiving Day games, that's when the basketball season starts for high school. And like I said, we'll have all that covered on the website as well. We'll have articles, we'll have breaking news updates on recruiting news, all the stuff that I, that was posted that's posted on there right now. You're gonna have updated stuff. All that's gonna be updated. So check out my site, rimsandnets.com. R I M S. S double N E T S dot com. Just search it in Google; it should come up. Um, where we can search rooms and nets podcast. Search that. That all your all all the podcasts. You know, I'm I'm pretty much in a few places now. I mean, I did lose because of the you know me not posting. I did lose a few spots, but I'm still on tune in. I'm still on um, Stitcher. You probably have to search it through Stitcher. I don't think I'm like I checked it the other day. I think I'm, I think I'm on Stitcher. I mean I'm, I'm, I did check it, literally checked it last week. So you might have to check Rims in that Stitcher. But if you put in Rims in this podcast, it should come up through Podbean. It should come up through uh, TuneIn. I do have a lot of viewers on TuneIn. If it's definitely like showing on the algorithm on Google, on like maybe the second or third hit it's definitely a good enough place where i got views at but um yeah i would just say yeah just check on those sites for updates Uh, i'm thinking maybe next week is i'm really gonna truly start posting this posting updates right now i have to do some research and preparation for those articles and those updates and whatnot um, but there should be some things posted no later by next week next week for sure there should be like maybe a post or two up and gradually i will update the site to to it's completely updated on all levels um cause football just uh excuse me college basketball just started i was just watching the kentucky game they were playing like a preseason game or a warm-up game against like a a small Division Two team in Kentucky. Um, they they completely um, pantsed them. <laughs> um, it wasn't even close. But as, as you expect, Kentucky's best basketball school for a reason. And I know it wasn't around for this, but rest in peace Terrence Clark. R.I.P. Terrence Clark. I mean, car accidents have been killing so many people. I mean, sometimes it's... It's been killing more people than the virus. I mean, it's 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 crazy, man. Um, like car accidents, man. People just have to be careful out there. Think about the other person. Think about before you make that decision, you know, think about, you know, just, I don't know. Just don't be in a rush. Take your time. Be patient. Have patience. Patience is the most potent skill of... Of anyone is to to display patience and use it in all everything you know in all levels of life. Like patience can that's why they say patience is a virtue. It really, like, it really, truly is that. Like it is a virtue, and if people have that, a lot of those people are, tend to be the most calm and and um, successful and just really understanding people. They. They understand people's, how, you know, they pretty much can kind of walk into other people's shoes. It doesn't have to be that deep, but I'm just saying, like, all I'm just saying is just that, just just think about the other person before you make that decision. Because sometimes if you make a costly mistake, it could affect another person. Um... And That's how I've always been. I've never hit anybody. I mean, I've had two accidents, but I never hit. I've never physically hit anybody though. They've hit my cars, or either I've, you know, my first accident was was a single car accident, but the second accident I got hit, and um, I did get hit and run, you know, previously with another car. This was like a couple years ago, but um, yeah. So it's just it's it's been tough, man just trying to deal with everything but um here i am I'm, I'm ready to go i'm ready to get back to work um just put out as much content as possible but let's get let's get into the college football pits. but again once again uh search the website should be in a week or, check it about a week or two you should see some content up it's uh rimsandnets.com all right i rims double dot com. But uh, let's get to the college football picks. The first game that I think is an intriguing game, I would say it's a top-ten matchup. Um, Michigan versus Michigan State. It's going to be in East Lansing. It's probably top rivalry games you'll ever – that you're going to watch this weekend – um, the the intriguing part is the Michigan State is undefeated coming into this game, and then um you have, you know Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, which you know he's been on the hot seat, you know, coming into the season is Michigan they have such high expectations to you know to be in, in the F you know the um college football playoff and really just to compete for national championships and they haven't been to that level in a while and they want to get to that level so they're expecting a lot out of jim harbaugh to, to get them there i'm just wow jim Butler had a good game 32 buy at a ball, 26 but i uh, yeah bats across football but yeah michigan state I got Michigan State winning this one. I think they'll stay undefeated. I think they got a lot of weapons, particularly, you know, in the receiving core. Jaden Reed, Jalen, Jalen, Jalen Nealing, Nealer, and then they have Kenneth Walker, which has been probably one of the better running backs in the country. Um, they got a new coach in, in Mel Tucker, so that they, they Mel Tucker has really changed this entire program. I think the previous coaches, Mark Stans- Mark Santonio, and Mel Tucker, has been the complete opposite. They've been more of a more of a high-powered offensive team, more than a, a more of a defensive-minded run run the ball type of team that Michigan State was, you know, with Mark D'Antoni. I think um, their quarterback's pretty good too. So, um, Kenny Walker's really become a Heisman candidate. Uh, he previously played in West Wake Forest, so I've seen him a few times because I'm a pretty avid BC fan. I like Boston College Eagles, but I was able to check out a few games with Kenneth Walker, so I know that he definitely stepped it up. He's not the same guy that he was in Wake Forest. Good player, but I wasn't, he wasn't playing at this level. I mean, you're doing this against a Big Ten schedule. Which are, you know, much more physical teams in the Big Ten than, the, than, than they are in the ACC. Particularly when it comes down to the front sevens, like Wisconsin, you got Iowa, those are good, Penn State, the guy, those are good defensive teams, man. And he's running it pretty hard against those teams and getting a lot of yards. So, you have to give him props from really completely transforming his game and really trying to, like, take a step to get into the next level and get into the NFL, it's definitely helping his cause. Um, Michigan, they got a pretty good quarterback in Cade McNamara, but they rely on the running game mostly. Haskins is their best running back. Um, like I said, I got Michigan State winning this game. I think Michigan State is—they got enough weapons, and they're you know a pretty balanced team. I think they play pretty pretty decent defense as well as their offense. They're known as a good offensive team, but they can play good defense as well. So I got Michigan State winning this one. They'll stay undefeated. Um, I just don't think Jim Harbaugh just has enough, particularly on the offensive side, to really move the ball and to really score enough points to beat Michigan State in that one. Um, you got a couple of SEC games that are really good. Let's take a look at the big one that's at 330. It's going to be at Jordan Hare Stadium, Ole Miss versus Auburn. Um, You got Matt Corral against Bo Nix. Very good quarterback matchup. Matt Corral's having a Heisman caliber season. I think he has like 19 touchdowns, one pick. Pretty good percentages right there, like pretty good ratio. Um, They got really good – Ole Miss has got really good receivers. They got one of the better offensive minds in Lane Kiffin as he's their head coach. Um I think the biggest uh key in the game is Miss' receivers against Auburn's secondary. Um Auburn's secondary is going to be tested in this one, man. They got um Ole Miss has got three good receivers. Um so you have to look out for them. Um I just think you look at Auburn, I mean, Auburn's you know, they got pretty good, um, a pretty good, um, defense, but I don't think it's good enough to really beat an Ole Miss offense. That's just a balanced offense. They can run, they can throw, and I just think that's they're gonna be tough to handle. I got Ole Miss winning that game. It's ten versus eighteen. I got Ole Miss winning that. I think Lynn Kiffin's gonna have enough. Enough in his toolbox to kind of win that. The next game. You got Georgia versus Florida. So. Eastman's got a double hitter. I'm just trying to see what the game is. This is Mavericks are playing. Luka Doncic. Is 24 points a game. Alright. So again. Uh, Georgia versus Florida. I got Georgia winning this one, and I'll explain why. Florida, I mean, their quarterback issues are clearly apparent. Um, You know, they started the season with Emory Jones. Um, He's a good running quarterback. But Anthony Richardson has been a guy that you know, a lot of the Florida fan base has been trying to rally for him to get, you know, get his opportunity to start. And I think um, if Dan Mullen is smart or just willing to just be a gambling man, which he tends to be a gambling man sometimes, sometimes he likes to be aggressive. This would be an aggressive move for him to go with Anthony Richardson, kind of go against the grain and try to um, just make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, just try to this hasn't worked out. You're four and three. You need to kind of just go a different, go a different route. So going with Anthony Richardson and going starting with him and kind of giving him the reins of the offense will probably be the best thing for this this team going forward. But really, just trying to just see what he has, you know, what he's capable of. You know, I know he's a young player. He's a freshman, but still, like they got to figure out what they have in him. See if it's better than what they have in Emory Jones. I know it's pretty. Uh, I would say. It wouldn't be the best scenario. For him to go against a Georgia defense. That's probably. If not top five. If not the best defense in the, in the country. But. I mean. The get, he's a big kid too. I mean. I looked at his. Um, his weight and, and height. He's like 6'3". Round 6'3". 236 pounds. Like he's pretty big so it's like i think he'd be able to handle them you know if he can if they can run the ball kind of control the pace of the game kind of have a low scoring game i mean you're looking at george's offense they're, they're pretty much this, a very similar offense they like to run the ball as well so but the problem is is florida's got to be the stop they're running because if they, if they can't stop it uh george's gonna have a field day with um Samir Samir White and all the stable running backs that they have. But uh, like I said, uh, Georgia's defense is probably the best in the country. Their defensive line is good. Their front seven is good. You got guys like Walker, Carter, Jordan Davis up front. You got Dean and Tendell and the linebackers. I mean, they're probably going to really make it. Truly, truly difficult. They do go with Anthony Richardson. I don't think it will be enough. I think they'll win by a few scores, and I think they'll win going away. Um, World's largest cartel Barty, in Jacksonville. That should be a game where Florida should be, you know, should be able to get a lot of Florida fans. But Georgia fans come down there as well. It's usually like a split of f- Georgia fans and Florida fans. It's kind of like a similar, very similar to the um, Texas Oklahoma game. Where it's like split, it's the same thing with the um, world largest cocktail party in Jacksonville, and I have Georgia winning that game. Georgia should stay undefeated, and you know they're definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with. Hopefully, a team that could stay undefeated. Hopefully, a team that could win the SEC and set up, you know, Alabama, which tends to win it every year. But I mean, as as we all seen, Alabama uh, lost at Texas A and M. Um, And the last game I have is Ohio State versus Penn State. Um, I think this should be an easy one. I think Penn State is a team that, you know, they're fairly good. they got a pretty decent quarterback, and they've got a good uh, decent defense. But they got upset by a team that they shouldn't have lost to last week. They lost to Illinois last week. So that's a huge upset by Illinois to beat a team like Penn State. So that... Maybe they were looking a little bit towards the Ohio State game before they, you know, they, they ran into an Illinois team that was definitely motivated to beat them that that day. But it is what it is now. But I still think it didn't. It wouldn't matter anyways. I think Ohio State just has a lot of weapons. CJ Stroud has become a highest mechanic even as a freshman. 22 touchdowns, three interceptions. Chris Olive, the senior receiver, is one of the best receivers in the country. They got like two freshman running backs that are studs, and I think the Buckeyes are gonna roll. I think one of the better offensive teams in the league, in the country, and they're gonna show it against like a pretty stout Penn State defense. I ain't gonna lie; that Penn State will definitely make it tough, but I think Ohio State, you know, outside is gonna with the receivers are definitely gonna create a lot of havoc in that Penn State secondary. So I have Ohio State winning by maybe a few scores. Maybe 28 to 14 or 35 to 14, something like that. 35 to 21, I think they might score 30 points because they're they're really up there offensively with, with the best of them. All right, so we're gonna end it for tonight. Uh, this is your host Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast again. Uh, check out the website as soon as I get to updating everything, which will be sometime next week. Should have some posts maybe some nba content up there cuz that's pretty much what's current right now i mean there's no high school basketball yet that won't start to probably end in november and when that happens i will have i'm trying to make sure i'm trying to see if i can get a, a top 100 list but i don't i don't know if i'll be able to do that this year might maybe do like a top 25 list cuz it does take a long time to do a top 100 list I know I did that uh, a couple years ago, but we're just going to stick to a, maybe a top 25, if anything. Maybe I can extend it at, you know, during the year. I don't know. But we'll stick to maybe maybe, probably doing that. Uh, once college basketball starts, yeah, I will definitely have you know, what I had uh, the year before, a preview. What I did in 2020, basically. I had a preview of all the college teams in the New England area. Um basically the top players, the recruits, um maybe the top games, top games that will definitely mean something to them, the tournament outlook, all that. I will definitely update that throughout the year. You know, under the um you look at the college tab where you'll see um local teams or whatever, that will be updated every year. Um tournament outlook. All that, top players, top s- statistics of top players, um, top games or games that week or games. I might do it every month. I might not do it every week, but every month I'll update it as a top game this month, of top player or whatever. For like maybe there's like the, 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 the top uh, 10 teams. Well, like I said, we'll, we, we will have since that's starting up, we will have a top 10 list of the top. Um, top college teams in, in the New England or region So we we did that a couple years ago We're going to do that again um, And then we'll also, have, like I said Just, you know, your daily content Your da- daily podcasts um, You know, fairly You know, we'll update it fairly um, Reasonably Maybe every two weeks Or so All right, so this is to the Rins and Podcast. It's your host, Rob Mars. I'm out. Peace.